listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily, Dean and Alan Cochran. Yeah, <laughs> fellas. Um, you can text us on 812.15. That's 812.15. Or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can um, email us at the uh, Absolute Radio website. Um, www. Slash. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> just you know. For example, the text we've just received: Do you give people's Christmas recipes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you give, do you give people's Christmas recipes? Do I no. give? Do I people's Christmas <laughs> recipes? Do, do I give those? Yeah. Or do I give people? Christmas I don't know. Recipes? But someone's just sent in a recipe suggestion for cookies, and the first thing is gluten. So that's me out. <laughs> I think maybe they've got the wrong, not just the wrong show, the wrong channel. Mm. I, think, I think they may be on the wrong channel, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I think. Um, no, but thanks for that. You yeah. know, I'm not saying I won't make them. I'm not saying that for a second. <laughs> but I'm not sharing. Oh, no. Uh, I'm a bit tired this morning. Why because I, see. Well, I was out on the... T- <laughs> <laughs> I was out on the town with my posse. Yes, you were. I, um... I had a lovely moment last night. I did a I did a stand up gig in mm. um, Soho, in the heart of London, and uh, at the end of it, my three colleagues, uh, Daisy and the Cockerel and uh, Emily, came came in, yeah. and uh, I didn't know they were in the thing, and it was lovely, and I felt love in the room. I was convinced you knew we were there. I haven't felt love in the room after a gig for many years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed. You. You blew me away. Go, um, yeah, well, like I say, I haven't done for many years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into um, the praise areas. But I know, no, I uh, won't praise you. It was lovely of you to come. I won't praise you, but can I just say, I was a bit disappointed, not at the standard what? of the comedy, which was <laughs> top-notch, but at the fact that I didn't get more of a showing. I thought maybe a light would be shone on me. That would have been... <laughs> I thought I'd you'd known, at least mention my name. I would have done, like when I saw Shirley Bassey at Wembley, <laughs> and she said, ladies and gentlemen, Danny LaRue is in the audience tonight. And um, he stood up. Amanda and I said to my me. friend, I call him Danny LaRue the Chocolat, <laughs> and he said, you know, times are changing. And I learnt a lot that night. Yeah, but a man recognised me, Frank. I was in my seat, and he said, excuse me, do you mind if um, he needs to get past? He said, do you mind if I try and get past? I said... Yeah, do you mind if I just cry for ten minutes first? <laughs> That's what I said. Did you? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm like. Okay. So then he went to go past, and he said, um, great show, Emily. Oh, I loved it. Oh. He was handsome as well, so if you're listening, what call me. <laughs> yes, let's not use this as a lonely heart. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing Well, you say that, but, but someone is using it as lonely hearts. Oh, what? Okay. Dear Frank, I attended your 16th November gig at the Soho Theatre and would like to leave my details in the possibility that the girl who sat next to me listens oh, to the show <laughs> and, w- <laughs> <laughs> and would like them. She had long dark hair and I wore black rimmed glasses. We made brief small talk, but I'm too shy to respond. Oh. Is this a good plan? But life is too short to care. This He's- is like those romantic columns in uh, magazines, isn't mm. it? Like one scene on the tube. Yeah. yeah. This is nice. It's sweet. And then he says, Frank said, which is advice you give in this show, which is um, expletive laden. So we're just going to say, Frank said to throw caution to the wind. Yes. Oh, that's. Yeah. Well, that's what if they got together and we had our first blind date wedding, <laughs> so to speak? Oh, I could get a hat, 
Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't I'd it? Be so. uh, dear Stalker, I see you in. Dear Stalker, that's mm. how I start my letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you really? That's interesting. You know why that's interesting? Why, Frank? I'm sure you're going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't find it for a second. A terrible moment. I sat with my finger outreached like E.T. <laughs> so I, and then I saw it. Frank. I haven't tried that for many a day. What are we going to do about these Dalek napkins? Oh. Yeah, we, we should come back to the Dalek, <laughs> Dalek napkins. You've got, to, you've got to keep them clean somehow. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now we've got a text in. Mm. I think you're going to like it, Frank. Okay. This is from 603. Dear Frank, Emily and the Cockerel, if the three of you had a choice between the ability to regenerate... I think we know where we're going here. Are we going to meet the eight that we're going to regenerate? Or the ability to time travel, which would you choose? That's Ian in Leamington Spa. Hash, uh, slash 603. OK. Uh, what are you thinking? You see, the thing is with the regeneration... Is you mm. save on surgery? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's totally what I think. But do you just get the uh, the 12 regenerations, which is the one that... I don't know what, how much it is. I don't know what the whether that's the, what the clinic offers that. So that can last you a long time. Mm. I, um, I mean, without regenerations, we wouldn't, there wouldn't be a 50th anniversary, obviously, because you couldn't yeah. have had one person playing Doctor Who. But you could argue with time travel there might not be a 50th anniversary, eh? You could argue that, but you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to... All right, um, fair enough. Do you, remember the, do you remember in Neighbours there was, um, the, I think they pioneered um, regeneration on the other side of the planet. Do you remember Lucy? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Lucy, uh, Lucy Robinson was like a little frail girl and mm-hmm. then one day she uh, <laughs> she went out to get the newspaper and when she came back in she's quite this big teenager. Yeah. And, um, she's like Bill Beaumont. And then she went, I think it was summer school, when she came back she was Melissa Bell, it was quite, that's what she was called, yeah. quite a hot yeah. <laughs> so they the were—they they just didn't make a big thing out of regeneration in neighbours. You know, it's the sort of thing that yeah. you went off and did privately. You yeah. just did it. Miss Ellie was a bit like that in Dallas as well. She regenerated a few times. The thing is, that there was never a program called The Three Lucys <laughs> in which the, the three of them uh, met together in some sort of uh, time warp and fought um, Time Lord Amiga to try and we get rid of say, this black hole. We should say some people may not know, Frank. That it is a special day. Yes, it you. is the fiftieth anniversary. People must know that fiftieth anniversary of uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, yes. today, which I is- didn't realise that he was um, so likely to be a reincarnation of JFK. I really didn't know. Oh that. yeah, I mean it's literally like the day after, isn't it? It's a good point. Yeah. Has anybody done any essays on this? Has there been studies? Not this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time. I've had a lot on. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, are they all going to be there then, or the ones that are still with us? All the doctors. Are they all going to be in it? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of debate yeah. about that. Oh, know, is sp- there? I mean, Every time I talk about Doctor Who, Frank looks slightly disgusted well, because yeah. I display my lack of knowledge. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's all sorts of rumours about um, who's oh. going to be in it and who isn't. Uh, oh. It's all. It's absolutely hosh hosh. Hmm. And um, you know, it's a, it's a spoilers fest. Is it? So I'm not even going to speculate, I don't think. But I, I can't tell you how excited. And, and I'll probably tell you something I perhaps shouldn't tell you, but I'm going to see it. Are you going to say I'm going to see it. I know this is the most unprofessional thing they've ever done, but I'm mm. seeing it tonight. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to see it at the BFI, um, mm. which, is a, which is a cinema on the South Bank. Mm. And the, uh, the programme ends at five past nine, and I'm on stage at quarter past <laughs> on the other side of town. Oh, that's awful. 
helpful. But um, there is a long tradition of running in Doctor Who. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the, the themes. So I think I should just um, sprint across town. Are you going to be one of like like one of those sort of nineteen eighties guys in your suit, but with running shoes and just have your posh shoes at the sh- well? I could theater. I could do the tenth Doctor thing. I could put um, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could put some um, casual mm. plimsolls on <laughs> yeah. and, and wear the suit and tie. That the thing work. is, I'll almost certainly be in tears as well mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be a really emotional thing. I was going to say, I thought your gig was great. But if, yeah. I, if, I, if I'm seen racing across town in the, in the middle of the night in tears, I mean, people assume that the, the police have finally arrived <laughs> <laughs> and I'm making a break for it. Oh, dear, but I'm beyond excited. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Where were we? These fish fingers are cold. Can oh, I just say that? Oh, I'm. Uh, we well, need to explain what this is, Frank. I'm eating. Um, we are eating when the others start. We're eating uh, fish fingers oh. dipped in custard as oh. a celebration of the Doctor Who anniversary. This was the the eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith, when he um, when he first regenerated. This was the first food he found that he enjoyed. This is the most upset I've ever been <laughs> at having to eat food stuff. Sandy was looking envious next door. We can we can chew it and find some extras. You know, it's great. I've never tried it before. Have you had it, Al? Yeah, that's lovely. You know what it tastes like. What? Fish fingers and custard. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. It does Those two sound. things together. But it does make you think that if the sea had a more custard-like mm. nature, that you could just eat stuff on the beach, you could just eat the, eat the fish straight out of it. Mm-hmm. What about that for a... Why does he eat it in Doctor Who? Because he's trying to... Um, he's hungry, but he can't find anything he likes. So, you know, eventually, if you mm. keep doing it... This is probably not great radio. No. <laughs> But it doesn't seem to bother any of the other stations. (laughs) (laughs) Some some might say it wasn't great TV either. (gasps) (laughs) Who would say that? (laughs) I'm wiping my hands on a Dalek napkin. Mm, Okay. Right, what are we talking about? Oh, time travel as well. Yeah, time travel. So where would you go? If I could time travel? Well, I think we all know where I'd go. Where Where? would you go? Shooter Britain, obviously. Of course. I would change the entire course of history as well. There'd be no dissolution. Do you think Philip Schofield ever chewed a Britain? <laughs> Frank, but there, you know, I could change history for the good, Frank. You'd like it. Well, you've got to There'd be, be careful. There'd be no dissolution of the monasteries. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to change it like that. That's one of the problems. You're not allowed yeah. to change. You well, can't go back travel. and stop if the I reformation. If I can't change things, in the words of Deborah Meaden, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I obviously would would head straight to Soviet Russia. <laughs> would you? Oh, such a, you know, you know I love Soviet You're Russia. Like Gerard Depardieu. I know it, you, gets, aren't it you? gets a lot of bad press, Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, know, funny that the public PE lessons and the women with flowers. <laughs> yeah, so lovely. Um, <laughs> like the public PE lessons. I love that. Yeah, it's great. That's what we need in this country. More public PE. Don't we have that with people doing boot camps in parks? Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> How often do you see that? Do you see, does that happen outside of London? You live in Manchester. Do you I see do, people yeah. up there doing stuff in the park, yeah, exercising? Well, I don't see them do it. I see it being advertised on, like, mm. cork boards in shops and stuff. Oh, cork know. boards. Th- those things on trees as well, when you can yeah. make, you can make nearly yeah. £200 a week. Mm-hmm. 
See um, a bit of that. I can see the cockerel, Frank. A uh, bit of a medieval uh, tavern owner. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a bit of that. Would you like some mead? I, c- I yeah, could I see that. Some Deborah mead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Checking I, people out for getting all Falstaffian. I could do that, yeah. Can I make it clear? I wouldn't actually go to the Kremlin when no. I was there. Never meet your heroes. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Wild West? Oh, I thought that'd be up your street. Yes. Yeah. You'd be up for that, wouldn't you? See, um, that was a time when um, America was a country where a lot of people um, carried firearms. Mm-hmm. Mm. Obviously, that's... That's all changed. It's all changed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd worry about you in Mind the Wild West. Mind you, it's a great leveller. Sorry? I'd worry about you in the Wild West. Why? I don't know, you're a gentle soul. You can't walk into a saloon and go, I'll ya. No. It doesn't really work like that. No, but they weren't all sort of um, hard-bitten gunslingers. There must have been, the, there must have been like, the, the bloke who introduced the dancing girls <laughs> and stuff and did a few gangs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you could have been an Afford- empresario in the Wild West. entertainer. That I could you. wear armbands, you know, those guys. Yeah, who, uh, yeah. Of course, there is also er- periods of history I could go to where I could wear armbands. <laughs> but I'm on about uh, those ones that hold you asleep. Up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. they always wear in the elasticated mesh. You don't know, you know, yeah. you know yeah, your cool. cuffs in the um, in no. the sarsaparilla. <laughs> no. no, there's nothing worse <laughs> than that. Yeah, one thing that I wouldn't want to do though, which is yeah. which is the problem, which I think they've they've they avoid brilliantly in Doctor yeah. Who, but every other time travel thing that's ever happened, mm-hmm. someone says something like. The next thing we know, you'll, you'll be telling me that um, in the future people are going to fly around in giant silver birds. Oh. <laughs> um, respect to Doctor Who for not doing that. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Um, we're discussing time travel. And, yes, and eating fish fingers and custard. Which hats off to you for eating them, even while the song was playing, and you weren't doing it for entertainment value. No, I'm, I was. Um, I, I think it's fine. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but time travel I, is I easy. It. Time travel Do is you? easy. Mm. Did you actually try any? Yeah. Okay. Awful. Time travel is easy. Time travel is easy in one direction, says uh, Professor Brian Cox. So if you're in one direction, <laughs> yeah, and he would know because he was in D Ream, so he knows. He was, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, he, uh, he I've was. heard that mentioned. Oh yeah, that, that's can the I say Gary that's, that's a Gary Oldman sister? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's the thing you have to say is. about Professor Brian Cox. Yeah, unless oh, you're my mum. Also, Professor Brian Cox always has a smile. Mm. Even yes. in the serious bits, there's a smile. All it's one of those people who's kind of perpetual. Playing on his lips, people sometimes have a smile yeah. playing on. Them. Is he a Mancunian like yourself? I'm not a Mancunian, but I believe he is. Oh, well, I, I do apologise. <laughs> no how offense, to answer that Question without contradicting you in some way. So, sorry I believe for causing he's from, offence uh, at this time. I think he's from Bolton. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh. Right. Okay. But, um, I watched it's it easy. I watched his yeah. program. He gave a lecture on the science of uh, Doctor Who and whether it was. Um, oh yeah. Oh. God, it Did was it? very extremely <laughs> tedious. <laughs> I mean, he it, says... It sounds it, but... I he says all you need to do is find a wormhole and you're through. <laughs> well, he, he, he so did a big nights. drawing on the blackboard of why you can't. <laughs> and and it, like, he wanted to go to a lecture that Michael Faraday did in 1860. What? I lost you yet. What, you could be in Henry VIII's bedroom? Yeah, Hello? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, this is what he wanted to do, because he's a science person, you know. Oh. 
and uh, and so he did a lot of lines and drawings and and talked very technically on the board. Mm. And basically, yeah. what he established was she couldn't do that because it had already happened. Mm. Well, I don't need a blackboard. I'm sorry, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> to work that out. I, I thought he was going to make... Um, people keep telling me that he makes science very, um, you know, accessible. Uh-huh. Oh, I yeah. couldn't make head and a tail of 99% of the stuff he was saying. Oh. Yeah. Science, you know. I know mm. it's cool and trendy, and I know we have a lot of listeners who love science, mm. but... Oh, blimey. You like it with the fiction, don't you? Yeah, you like, I like, you like mo- with, with the access <laughs> on the fiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember um, the days when the geeks were bullied. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying that was the halcyon days I look back to with great fondness. I, I, I'm just saying. No, I don't want to go back to that. No. Those terrible times. <laughs> but, um, but you know, oh, let's not forget. God. It was hard, hard work. You know, and I love Doctor Who, and I was watching mm. it and think, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll soon wipe the smile off you. No, no one could. I'm sure he's a brilliant bloke. Don't get me wrong, and he's very popular and all that. No, I think there's enough disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, or more. And I, I respect his learning, um, mm. but he doesn't have the he doesn't have the Johnny Ball common touch where he can he can bring in someone like myself who's non scientific mm. by nature. If anyone can, um, call me. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So I I um I got the call this week. Um, Obviously, uh, terrible things have happened oh. in, in in the Philippines. But they, mm-hmm. they had um, a telethon to raise money at BT yes. Tower in London. Right. So um, I thought I'll do that thing of you know I think that every celebrity now thinks I need to you know do my bit, yes. and also I might get some positive publicity as well, mm-hmm. as well as helping people. I think that's what every celebrity. And thinks. a very good cause, may I say? But may I say, quite a seventies way of raising money, which I respect. A telethon, yes. yeah. I was actually answering <laughs> phones, sitting next to two people in um, in badly designed charity T-shirts, mm-hmm. and um, and answering the phone. And they were very lovely, and they were BT. Um, Volunteers. And people ring up. I saw Adrian Charles this week, and he said he'd done it, and he said no one wronged me. Well, what happens is you spe- you're given a script, so you begin by saying, "Hello, I'm Frank Skinner, and uh, thank you for calling the <laughs> blah blah blah." But what happened quite a lot is I said, "Hello, I'm Frank Skinner," and they just put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't no. quite the ego boost I was uh, I was dreaming of. There, I was, um, <laughs> that really happened. Uh, that happened uh, maybe forty times. Oh. No. And then I, I thank God, I, um, I, there was, I spoke to the other people. There was all sorts of people doing it. Yeah. Faye Ripley was there. And, Lovely. Um, Joe Wood. Do you know Joe oh, Wood? Ronnie. Oh, never Lovely. thanks for the tip. There you go. Yeah, Ronnie's, uh, Ronnie's ex and, uh, and uh, Sarah Alexander. Uh, I remember watching Jamie a, Oliver, a telethon Amanda once, Holden. Frank, in the, and I swear to God someone was smoking. This would have been in the late 70s. I remember seeing as a child, I can remember, it was like Marty Kane or Kenny Everett, those sort of people, and there were the ashtrays and people were smoking throughout. Oh, that was, that was glo- there was, um, there was a, just to go back very briefly to Doctor Who, there was a fantastic drama on this week about the early, the making of the first thing. Yeah. And, you know, you do forget that everybody smokes yeah. in TV studios and restaurants. <laughs> right. We've forgotten yeah. already. It was oh, brilliant. Horrible. Um... <laughs> So, so yeah, so I, I went around and everyone was getting this put-the-phone-down thing. And, and apparently what had happened, it was in the papers that One Direction were going to be 
answering the oh. phone. Oh. So people were phoning up, young people, I assume, were phoning up to speak to them, and if it wasn't them, they'd put the phone down. Yeah, well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Don't tell me any different. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Um, Nick Ross was there. Nick Ross was sitting next to me. Oh, and you, now, didn't, you didn't mention the incident. No, well, I remembered the incident. Oh, but the incident. Just to just to remind you quickly, when my parents split up, oh, my yes. father went to stay with Nick Ross yes. for a bit. Yes. I didn't mention this. No, though. as no. everyone does, that's what happens when your parents split up. You go and stay with <laughs> Nick Ross. So we went round to have a look at the house because it was still amicable in a very seventies way. We dropped him off. I remember that. And. I can, the exact moment at which Nick Ross bur- burst, I said burst, it was his house. Yeah, exactly. Walked <laughs> into the into house. house. Into his own. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mother was in his ensuite bathroom saying, and he was unattached at the time, she said, he's got a B-day, he's counting his chickens. Oh, dear. <laughs> Nick Ross burst in, and I can't ever see Nick Ross in the same light. Well, it, you yeah. didn't mention the incident. No, I didn't. Me- I, obviously, I thought about it. Oh. I mean, I, could, I, I couldn't help picturing him on a B day. <laughs> no, but um, no, he was he was very nice. And in fact, we um, we spoke about um, a bloke called Shaw Taylor. Oh, what? please five. Yeah, who um, wow. it was. In case you, uh, if you're youthful, there used to be a program called Police Five, which was very short. And there was a man called um, Shaw Taylor, and he used to talk about crime. And at the end, he used to say, and remember, and he used to take his <laughs> index finger from, from one eye to the other and then to his nose and go, keep them peeled. <laughs> and I was always concerned that he'd included his nose in this. <laughs> as if he was an avid sunbather or something. But it was funny, because I always used to laugh at this. It was hilarious, because he, they, they sort of built up the programme to, in the end... He used to he used to see him arrive, Shaw Taylor, in, a, in like a trench coat, like he was a private detective, mm-hmm. and, and he used to take the coat off and hang it up. Nick, and he had one of those, um, you know, those boards that have like um, like a sort of trellis work on where they put a oh, card. Yes. He had one of those with his crimes he was investigating. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Nick Ross spoke of him like he was, um, a, you know, a pioneer of that yeah. kind. Of course, he, he was, was. He was the forerunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Nick Ross. Nick Ross worshipped at his altar. It was lovely oh. to reassure Taylor. Is he still doing off. his crime programme? Who? Um, Nick Ross. Nick Ross is, yeah. I believe. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> I think it's still quite popular. Okay. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text in from Adam. Frank, Shaw Taylor crashed into the back of my wife's car a few years ago on the Isle of Wight. He never kept them peeled <laughs> that day. No, oh. he didn't. <laughs> Is that right? How brilliant, though. I can't verify if it's right. I don't no. know. It's just the text that we've well, We don't want to get sued by exactly. Shaw Taylor. Imagine that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do want to get be sued by Shaw Taylor. <laughs> I think it'd be worth it. It'd be worth the court appearance It would the be cost. the most brilliantly 70s court case. It I would, would love it. Fabulous to see. I just want to see what he looks like now, and I'm prepared to go to court to find out. <laughs> yeah. Short. I mean, who's called Shaw as well? Yes, um, no one. Oh, I, know I think that few might be people it. with it as a surname, but that's yes, yeah, so I've heard of it before as a surname. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count. He but said, "Who's called Shaw?" I was just answering. I'm quite okay. literal. <laughs> quite literal. I think Taylor Swift's parents saw that and thought, "Oh, weird to have a surname mm-hmm. as, a, as a as a first name," and then thought, "Well, there's two completely scared. What about if we take his surname <laughs> and give it our daughter as a first name?" Taylor Swift was named after Short Taylor. <laughs> oh, but named after him in malice. It named after him to wind him up in a sort of. If you're going to have a surname for a first day well then we'll um, 
So, um... Show you. We'll show you. Uh, we'll show you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely work, boys. So we had to, uh, there was a lot of press there, as you can imagine, oh, at the, yeah. uh, the, the telethon. telethon. So, um... Birmingham Echo. I had to have, um, <laughs> I had to have... Adrian, yeah. <laughs> Adrian and Frank on the I front the worst page. Thing, the worst thing was there was a lot of um, a lot of actors, you know, there. Oh, oh. how god! The, the worst that. thing was there was a lot of actors no, in my autobiography I, title. No, no, that, <laughs> I don't mean there was anything. That, you know, they were all lovely, but um, it, 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 I don't like seeing um, a sort of former soap opera actor sitting staring at the telephone. Oh, no, don't come into my bedroom then. There's nothing <laughs> more depressing. <laughs> you could chance someone who'd, who'd, who'd bored a couple of holes in the telephone over the years from staring at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, we had to have our photos taken for things, and um, they the the regular thing was to have your photo took on the phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, really? Uh, it, Ignoring like, the know, fact it, that everybody had hung up on everyone. Yeah. But, so it was like you know. It, I've, I think I never spoke of this, but football managers always used to yes. have their, their publicity shot was them <laughs> on the phone yeah. to say, "Yes, I am. You know, I'm a sporting person, but I also I do deal with admin, uh -huh. another important business." <laughs> so there was uh, there was lots of those um, photos, and, and on a landline as well, Frank. And Amanda Holden did one where she's on the phone, but really laughing, you know, so it looked to look natural. And I thought, I don't know if this quite works with the uh, the nature of the job. Because <laughs> they brought pick and mix round as well. Oh, are they still working? And, uh, <laughs> what the double act? <laughs> Hello, I'm Pick. <laughs> um, um, and uh, there was a bit where they were taking publicity. I mean, bear in mind, you know, obviously it's a, it's a majorly serious cause, and mm -hmm. I'm in the background eating and, and and a banana. You know those pick and mix bananas, oh, yeah. which are the oh, biggest. Oh yeah, the bananas. The yeah. biggest of the pick and mix. Yeah. And the only way to eat one of those, in my experience, is to is to put it in and then put a finger on the other end and press it through like a, like a a log going through a sawmill. Yeah. Press it through what? Push it through your teeth so you nibble it so as it goes munch in. through it. Oh. So you just keep oh, pushing it. I don't have those gaps. It sounds disgusting. But you don't need the gap, you just keep eating. Okay. So it was, I mean, you know, it was great. It was a great uh, atmosphere of, um, you know, all pulling together. Mm -hmm. But mm. there was a lot of pick and mix. Was there? Too much. I wonder if that money couldn't have been... More wisely spent. Yeah. But then... Um, like, for example, like the Coke bottles, I can take them or leave them. Oh, I like those. But the milk bottles. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, text us on 8.12.15. I don't feel we've, we've let you in today. We've been just talking. So <laughs> can, uh, anyway, text us. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or you can um, email us through the Absolute Radio website through the email address. Mm. I'm, I'm calling it that. Which I believe we were going to go to email corner. Let's we? do it. Yeah. <laughs> email corner. <laughs> what earth are you doing? I was using a banana <laughs> to offer a, a percussive backbeat to that particular jingle. Sometimes I think they need um, a bit of a disco version, if you receive my meaning. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
Nice. I liked it. Was uh, gibt? Uh, Dear Frank, Emily and the Cockerel, last week I heard Frank's observation regarding chestnuts' resemblance to brains. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a human brain. Pro- a little, probably a lot of other brains as well. And it reminded me that my husband told our daughter that they were mouse brains when he put them in a beef casserole. Mm. Fusion cooking. Yeah. yeah. Um, lovely. <laughs> were they very poor? Um, <laughs> <laughs> chestnuts are not that cheap, are they? <laughs> no, I suppose not. Unless they're horse chestnuts. Oh, so, yeah, that's not a question I should be asking. She still refers to them can as I, such. Can I stop you? Can I just... Oh, there's a thought nagging at me now. <laughs> the, I say the human brain. Do all brains look the same? Does a, does a pig's brain look like a human oh, brain? Does point. a mouse brain oh, look like yeah, a Oh, yeah, I would have thought so, well, I thought you really. meant all humans. I, I don't brains know if I would have thought so, is <laughs> the way science works. <laughs> should have gone to my school. Okay. Perhaps we should get Brian Cox into this. Brian this Cox, that'd week. be good. Uh, so Brian, um, is, is, uh, could time travel happen? Oh, well, I would have thought so. <laughs> Okay, next. <laughs> uh, uh, he, so anyway, he, he, tell, he's he told, told his daughter that they were mouse brains when he put them in a beef casserole. She still refers to them as such now, even though she's 18 and at university. Mm. Perhaps not a good one. No. Um, she's doing surgery. <laughs> yeah, she's doing surgery. Oh, like, God. Also, I like that that's her degree, surgery. <laughs> yeah. Neuroscience. You degree in yeah. surgery. Yeah, I don't want to do the sort of pre-med, the general medical thing. I want to go straight Great in. surgery. Just want to start clean with surgery. Yeah, he, God, God, we were doing... I removed an arm week three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they rush, they rush us along nowadays. <laughs> He'd be Dr Christian Bernard by the end of term. Yeah, we had some student volunteers come in to have limbs removed and then put back on. Oh. She, uh, she had, <laughs> he also told her that twiglets were baby giraffe's legs. <laughs> oh, oh. Tasty, actually. Snappy. What sort yeah. of gullible fool was she? How well, small? Oh, she was a child. How small does she think a baby giraffe is, though? Yeah. yeah. But... I'm, I let, like let it. Let me just finish this email because I have to. No, but they've got like the knee joint in the middle, yes. haven't they? Yeah, that yeah. is a nice bit of detail. Yeah, isn't it? And, it is. the, and the sun damage. Yeah, if you wanted <laughs> to make, a, it's got sun damage twiglets. <laughs> if you wanted it? to make a small model of Alexa Chung, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, carry on. Uh, many people lie to their children to try to encourage them to eat their food, but he seemed to say things to put her off. Love the show, avid reader, O two one. Now I have a similar lie that I was told by my uncle Alan when I was a kid. Mm. Um, he told me that dry roasted peanuts, you know that sort of powdery outer coating. Oh yeah. He told me that that was created by them allowing maggots to nibble at nuts, at normal nuts. They became dry uh-huh. roasted by having maggots sort of got burrow in. I see. And then presumably they were brushed off the said oh. nuts and bagged And did that up. put you off then? Didn't put me off, but I did... Even as a child, I remember thinking, that seems logistically a long way about going around this <laughs> yeah. food stuff. It's yeah. good, though, they didn't put you off. I'm sure that was <laughs> yeah. the intention, wasn't it? <laughs> it might have been, yeah. And the cockerel said, oh, really, that's fascinating. Anyway, no. Can you pass the bowl? <laughs> I'm watching there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! I tell you what, I have noticed that star fruit from a certain angle oh, yeah. looks like a, a star. I'm so wow. relieved you said that. Yeah. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, uh, yeah, we was on about food that looks like other stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always felt. Do you know those fries, peppermint cream bars? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you put one of those, if you strip it down, mm. get the paper off, 
All right. Put it put it on the the, the desk. Derub it, you mean? Yeah. What, what, yeah. <laughs> it, what are you uh, saying then? It does look like a speed bump. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and I've noticed I eat them a bit slower than on I do a, on, on a, a chocolate bar, <laughs> nice. almost like instinctively. Uh-huh. I think, oh, just take, take, it, take it, e- take it easy. I might be near a school on a brown street. Very, yeah. yeah. Very clever. And then when you finish that, do you feel so laid back you have to have a boost. <laughs> boost yourself yeah. back. What I think is, I, I, there's not a double decker coming the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a boost. Can't get any purchase. Right. um... I'm uh, you know milk. what? I'm going to be straight with you. I can't actually recall the uh, the, the constituent parts of it's a boost. It's so hard. Oh, it's quite firm in the middle, isn't it's it? It's too firm. With a toffee coating and then chocolate. It's quite um, oh, it's no. quite a bit of work, isn't it? It's hard on the you teeth. You wouldn't want to do it with a loose filling. That's the sort no of offense, confectionery. Frank. What would you want to do with a loose filling? <laughs> See a dentist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no offense, Frank, but I don't think your teeth could handle it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's true. You're probably right. They could come halfway through a boot and you just see one in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Okay. Remember, several of my teeth were taken by uh, explorers in the 19th century, and are now in the <laughs> British Museum. I should tell. And you know, we're, we're, I'm getting a campaign to get them back. Are you? Yeah. I I've to, asked at Nana Muscuri. I happen to love your teeth. Thank you. Um, this is from Joe. I Frank. love all of you. <laughs> uh, this is from Joe. Oh. He says, "Hi, Frank." And let's say, "Oh, like you know him." Oh, no, it's people called Joe. It could be one of them. <laughs> Joe Kinnear. Hi, Frank and there's the no, team. I think you'll find there's no Joe Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Frank and the team. Emily mentioned last week that she didn't enjoy eating burgers in front of people. This Did is correct. You? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's when I was discussing I s- the. Uh, Perhaps I was away. shy about. No, it was shyness about certain foods. I eat a kebab alone quite yeah. often. Yeah. Oh, oh, alone. God. <laughs> what a fabulous <laughs> opening to an awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not a depressing insight. <laughs> yeah. um, I was saying I didn't like it because I felt feral gnawing away at it. Mm. So yeah. that's what I mean, I like to break it off delicately. Anyway, Joe says a Japanese burger company has a solution. The Liberation wrapper covers the lower part of your face when you go to take a bite. On the opposite side of the wrapper is a picture of a woman's face making it appear to someone sitting opposite that you have a closed mouth. That's all well and good. Blimey. But how do I know the chin's going to fit? How do I know I like that mouth? They're going to go for a nice <laughs> mouth, because they'll use one of their mouth models. Oh, well, yeah. one of their mouth They're not going to ask Big Mo. <laughs> They're gonna, there's going to be some... Um, yeah. Well, you've got to be careful you don't get David Coulthard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, or Brucey. I don't want Brucey. I do not want Brucey <laughs> on my face. But what an interesting idea that he actually covers your, your yeah. eating bits. And, yes. Uh, well, they're... Yeah. They sh- I tell you what, a de- they're a demure culture, aren't they? It yeah. is quite demure, the facial expression on the Google image. I saw mm. it. I think if it's going to cover the face like that, uh, they should call it the beef burka. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about a, a fabulous uh, invention from Japan. Yes. Well, what's it called? The, the liberation. The liberation rapper. Yeah. Which um, I'd go and see him. <laughs> <any other week. laughs> yeah. Across in China, he'd be a dissident that had been arrested. But yeah, uh, he but would. Yeah. Uh, I love him. In Japan, it's a modest way of consuming a burger. I, I, I uh, Japanese um, women, I went to Japan for about um, a month. 
Mm. I and hate, they, hate they, it. Phil tense about the way this story could No, go they're on. very, um, very sensitive about their mouths. I've, mm. When they laugh, they often uh, put their hands yes. in front yes. of their mouths. And I noticed um, that they've got... Um, there's quite a lot of orthodontic problems in, yes. uh, in Japan. A lot of... Uh, no, but I, I mean, there's a lot of extra teeth, if you know what you I mean. You must have fitted right in. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they've got... Whereas I've got not enough, everyone <laughs> seems to have three or four too many. Oh. I wonder if there is... You know that person... Oh, the overcrowding issue. Yeah, you know the people who um, squeeze um, people onto the underground trains <laughs> in Japan? I wonder if they're doing the same with teeth. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, I think the Japanese generally are quite touchy about their mouths, certainly the females. Oh, really? So that's where the liberation rapper... Of course, one of the problems is that they all um, make exactly the same timed appointment for the dentist. That is part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, thought, oh, didn't beef burgers be called, used to be called hamburgers? When did that change? Because oh. people, whether it's whatever the meat is, they tend to call it beef burgers, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Well, it's more factually accurate, isn't it? So I prefer that. Mm. Well, that's not, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it was always hamburgers, wasn't it? I haven't made that up. Mm. Yeah, because it was invented in Hamburg, wasn't it? Wasn't because it was hamburgers right? in it? Oh, it wasn't. Oh. It was ham. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I've had a, I've had oh, an idiotic eureka. Too. I, I so. thought it was beef you know burger, what? chicken when, burger. When hamburger. you said that piece of information, I quite fancied you. <laughs> Thank you. Because you nice. use, I love knowledge. I find it very sexy. Can I say I don't Frank, know where to look now? Frank, <laughs> Frank feels exactly the same, but he don't articulate it for some reason. <laughs> no, that's correct. <laughs> uh, well, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Oh uh, no, you're pretty sure. Now you have to backtrack. That's, that's, in my science. That's bank. gone into my yeah. knowledge banks now. Well, yeah. see, again, well, not something that Brian Cox. I would have thought do, so. Is at the end says I'm pretty sure anyway. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what confident. makes me more charming, though, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, what's more palatable, isn't it? Saying, <laughs> you think I'm you're definitely, you, definitely, definitely Are you officially nervous. stating that you're more charming than Professor Brian Cox? According to my criteria of charm, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to read your criteria of charm. <laughs> well, I imagine it's a bit like the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> I have it here in a, a small, dossier, yeah. A small volume. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Lovely. So, um... What else? Uh, we've had a text in saying, Hi guys, in Japan they call the burger on its own a hamburger. It only becomes a hamburger when it's put on a bun. Huh? Just a bit of... Uh, but is it from Hamburg? I don't, I don't know. I think... I <laughs> thought it was. I thought well, it was invented in Hamburg. Well, uh, we've had a tweet from at Brainy Chat... Okay. Oh. He sounds quite thorough. He sounds, he sounds a hell. He says a lot more thorough than I would have thought. So mm. he says uh, Hamburg, New York, not Germany. Uh, There's a place in New York called Hamburg. Well, we're learning so much no today. Way. I don't know where to put myself. No way. He's at Brainy Chat. What, he knows. What are the chances of that happening? Mm. Yeah. I mean, All right, Harry Hill. <laughs> Just your collars. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to watching telly now. I'll tell you what we need to talk about, the word of the year. Do you know what it is? Did you read this? Yes. The, you know the OED? I know, do it every I know. Year. Oh, is it okay? I know what it is, I read SWAT. it. Check out the SWAT over there. He's got his glasses on, that's why. <laughs> yes. What is it, Frank? This year, OED, the <laughs> of Oxford English Dictionary, uh, their word of the year is selfie. I felt like I was on Call My Bluff for a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's correct, you're correct. <laughs> there were other contenders twerking... Yes, that's that's mm -hmm. been a big year this year, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, binge watch. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that. No. Read about well, it, this is I, what worries me. I've certainly done it. I don't, yeah. And this is what concerns uh. is that last year's word of the year was omni-shambles. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did I sleep for a whole year? <laughs> Did I not come to the show for a year and you thought, where's Frank gone? You realised <laughs> the alarm and I woke up on the same date and thought everything was fine. Yeah. Because I've never heard omni-shambles. I mean, it was used, though, in a political context, wasn't was it? Was it? It was, yes. um, well, I think it was used in the popular television programme The Thick of It and was oh, then yes. used in actual, in the in Commons a- and so, yes. sort of... I'm going to be absolutely straight with you now. I have oh. never seen... The thick of it. Right, well, um... You better get watching. I mean, I can put a word in and see if I can get you it on DVD from some of the people I know that made no, it. Never mind that. I, I, I want to tu- tune into Absolutely Straight. I love that radio station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not big on the dance tunes, though. Absolutely Straight. No, <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. That's the trouble it's with it. It's a bit prog rock. If I, did get you, um, <laughs> if I did get you the thick of it on DVD, you could end up binge-watching. You could do that thing that is binge-watching, where you watch a thing and then you start watching loads of episodes back-to-back. That's what they call it. Oh, that's what binge-watching That's is. what they say. No, yeah, binge-watching. I, 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 I don't want to talk about this anymore. OK. I want, <laughs> um, I want to talk about I love selfies. it when, when <laughs> the, the sort of six-year-old Emily <laughs> suddenly rises up. <laughs> Yes, well... Before well, we do, can I just say, morning all, Alan is correct, the hamburger did originate from Hamburg in Germany. Oh, he then says, just <laughs> wicked it. No, that's not fact, is it? <laughs> no, oh, no, I think people are very hard on um, Wikipedia. It's mainly fact. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that it's got a bit of a... There's a bit of a sizzle that it might not be, you know what I mean? Keeps you on your... Exactly. Yeah. On your toes. I'm pretty sure. I still remember the horror at saying to Faye Tosa, so I understand you're, you're a big trampoline enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been misled by Wikipedia. She looked genuinely, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make you a bad person, does it? <laughs> it was like, I'm sick of this trampoline thing that people keep bringing up. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were discussing the word of the year. Well, it was selfie. Yes. Did you see the papal selfie? Well, the papal selfie, which mm. was Pope Francis, um, was mm. unusual as selfies go in that he wasn't taking the photograph. Wasn't he, though? He looked a bit like, you know when you have a boy band and there's one that can genuinely sing? Yes. I'm not being rude, but that's what he looked like. So there was three very good-looking young Italian men with him. Yes. But how do you know he wasn't taking I it? I think you could see the other... What, what wasn't the other person? He was in a selfie. Yeah. And someone else was taking. Yeah, yeah. I think Does that still, still call it? Still call it a selfie. Does it even if you, so. don't you have to be on your own in a selfie? Well, Alan and I, for example, the Cockrell and I, I took a number of selfies of us, didn't I, last night? Yes. So they're selfies if it's not just yeah. yourself. I, I think said, it's if the person in the photograph is taking it. I think it's one of that. Mm. That's how it qualifies. If yeah. you um, so, if one of the number in the picture is present then i think it's a selfie i yeah. think but i don't know these rules i'm just reading the words that are in the paper mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> like self what else can you do in this to, to try and get a grasp on the world um, i'm just reading the words in the paper imagine if jeremy paxman said that i mean i it's honestly terrible. thought that the oed would go with the word of the year being descartes but <laughs> apparently not i would have gone yolo Yolo. <laughs> Yolo should have. I got Is that the de- this year? Oh, did we just? Did, year. did it reach us this year? Are you suggesting that because the Deputy High Commissioner of Sri Lanka is now familiar with it, it's no longer cool? <laughs> no, definitely not. I think okay. that gives it added status. Okay. I, I like Kim I, Kardashian's selfie this year. That was a good one, wasn't it? 
and then oh. she got engaged. Oh. So selfies work. Okay. She tweeted a picture of herself, didn't she? And we talked about it. Did, yeah, did we, we did. did. Yeah, it's the one where she looked like a sexy Borat. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, you mean you know, it's a non-sexy Borat? Yeah, and, and then a week later, she she got engaged. Well, so well. you know, you do the math. Otherwise, she could have ended up as a shelfie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's maybe what people who don't, was, people who don't, uh, don't uh, remain single should call themselves shelfies. I love that. It's quite a nice way, isn't it? It's better than, you know. Shelfie's yeah. excellent. Better than loser. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a shelfie, but, you know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was also thinking, you know, on, when you do a radio show like this and you get, like... Um, like, like Daisy and Charlie laugh at some of the jokes. Oh, yeah. And sometimes people well, think... sometimes. They think, well, there's pressure on them, I bet, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. I think you could call that Stafter. Stafter. <laughs> because oh. they're staff. Yes, right. I like that. And the that. pressure to, um, to laugh. <laughs> there you go. You can uh, write that down. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got some verification, and one of the few texts that we've ever had that uh, addresses as as uh, studio. A hamburger is from <laughs> Hamburg, a frankfurter is from Frankfurt, and a Berliner is a donut. So when JFK addressed the citizens of West Berlin and declared Ich bin ein Berliner as the proudest thing anyone could say, he got a massive cheer. I am a donut. That's essentially what he was saying. I don't know if mm. I should have read that out on Mr. Fiftieth Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow he's likening himself to a thing with a hole in it. Oh, <laughs> in no. short, that just seems wrong. In short, the cockerel is right, Paul in Solihull. Mm. You're right. I, I thought I was right. I, mean, I didn't want to. I honestly thought ham, hamburger, beef, beef burger, nah, chicken, nah, chicken nah. burger. Yeah. No. No, no, you no. can see how I arrived at that. I can see conclusion. how you got that. Yeah, but. Now, what about this? We've had a text in, and the subject line, I think you're going to enjoy it, is John Wayne commemorative limited edition wristwatch. My kind of That's gift. got you written mm-hmm. all over it. Yes. Fantastic. I've looked I up bet some... it's got John Wayne written all over it. Well, it has. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't want to worry, but the website is called 50+. Plus. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. You know, that could be the cost. It is, yeah. It's 50 grand at a time. It's, um... It's, What's it look like? Rock. What's the face like? It's John Wayne's face. <laughs> oh, it's John Wayne's yeah. face. And it's, it's 15 notes. Is um, that all? Yeah. Well, I'm one, one five. I'm Wait, what, what, actually, I might get two, one for each was race. was 26.99, <laughs> now 15. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to also get two for my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> that is a result. That's brilliant. And are the hands, are they like six guns going round in extended? No, they're yeah. just regular hands, okay, love. Fine. Sorry about that. Sorry, you always have to... Yeah. Reached too far. Yeah. <laughs> I've overreached. Eight one six has texted us. The best thing about the selfie is judging the subject on the peripheral. Now I hope I don't mispronounce this, but I say detritus. Some people say detritus. I, I say detritus. I say detritus. A lot of people do. I say detritus. I say detritus. Oh well, I'm wrong. Oh, let's and call the stru- whole thing <laughs> rubbish. Strewn clothes and pot noodle pots are favourites of mine. Yes. I in love. The background I of... love a poorly decorated wall too. Good day, noodle. Although I one do. famous selfie this year had uh, the prime minister having a nap in the background. It he did, was didn't part it? of the detritus. How often is he in the yeah, detritus? Yeah, but that was. I mean, uh, that wasn't a selfie again. If it's got someone else in it. No, it was his sister who was taking a selfie, selfie of please. herself. I am the. I think it's the word of the year. We need to take <laughs> care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not let it become abused. 
You don't remember mm. what happened to Omni Shambles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Fancy actually discovering it when it becomes Word of the Year. It's awful. We've got, on the subject of uh, background stuff, we've got um, bonting up today. Doctor Who themed bonting. Yeah, mm. we have. Yeah, including um, K9 is up there. Yeah. Oh, Frank got so excited about this uh, anniversary. I worry it's been a bit of a damp squib, to be honest. No, no, it hasn't even barely started yet. What about tonight? What about when I'm at the BFI in 3D? (laughs) You're going to be there in 3D? I'm going to be there in 3D. I find I travel mainly in 3D nowadays. I was going to say, you're here in 3D. Oh, we've got a bit of criticism. Would you like to hear it? Okay, but I've got to go to that. Shall we save it? I love love cliffhanger criticism. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Why not text the show on 8.12.15 or follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio? Mm. Or you can email us on uh, the Absolute Radio website, um, www.doubleslashabsoluteradio.co.uk slash Frank Skinner. Do you remember earlier... I'd said we'd had some... Do I remember earlier? It's quite a big question. <laughs> <laughs> I do and I don't. Well, we'd had a borderline abusive email. Really? Yeah, which I thought I should read out. It's not really abusive. Um, he's just sharing an experience with us of okay. the show. 933, hello, Frank. Your adverts state that texting you would be a better experience than merely listening to your show. Thus, I commence... Oh. Well, apparently so. Okay. Thus, I commence this missive with high expectations... Yet, as I come to the end of the text, I reflect <laughs> upon what has been a curiously hollow experience. Uh, fair enough. I think he's talking about the actual experience of texting yeah. the show. Yeah. It's what we do with it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, in so, this case, uh, we've just sort of read it out, and then, and then we'll move on. Should we move on? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's... I didn't know that was our... Uh, is, that, is that our uh, slogan? <laughs> texting us is even better than just listening mm-hmm. yeah. I like it because it makes me feel like I'm a bit red button yes <laughs> you are a bit red button I you're am a bit Frank you're so red button I am it's mm. interesting that you chose to read that you're so red button you don't even know it <laughs> <laughs> was that what they say I think it is yeah. Yeah. Okay. it's interesting you chose to read that missive out rather than the uh, text we've just had in saying Emily beautiful as always and then uh, one of those uh Smiley faces. What's it? An emotive. We can't read. Pra- we can't read aesthetic praise. I've read. Oh, it. I'm all right. I'm all right with people telling you. What if you're it's beautiful. That, what if it's that young lad from last night? Was there a young lad? Yeah, young the one lad. I was a bit rude to. Who liked the really? show? Yeah. Anyway. Well, what about what about <laughs> if, if if you were our first um, blind date marriage? Oh, yes. yeah, that could work with a listener. That oh, I'd be. love that. Oh, that, there isn't enough of that. I'd love to marry. Yeah. I'd love Kyle to marry a listener. That. I'd like to Did put Jeremy that out Kyle there. Do that? I believe on BRMB in Birmingham. He married a listener. They had. Uh, they got oh, a no. couple to get married for uh, a sort of a phoning yeah. thing. So they got married like for a prank. Uh-huh. And everyone said it was incredibly bad taste. And then I think they they got divorced. And Jeremy Cole married the. Um, the woman. I hope you oh. didn't get aggressive at the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, are you an alcoholic? I, I, hope, he didn't lie on, I hope he didn't lie on the aisle. <laughs> you know, sometimes he lies, sort of, he's couchon. Sort of lounges I around, like, I he? like my Kyle rampant. I don't like him couchon. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh. I, if, I, if I've made up that story from uh, Jeremy Kyle's um, thing, I shall, I shall see him... 
has to see him in court. With oh, yeah. Who else is suing me? Everyone. Um, who was suing me earlier in the show? Sure. Oh, Shaw Taylor, no. of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a queue. I'm actually oh. stacking at the law courts. <laughs> I like the fact up. the things that we've had self-doubt on today are my hamburger fact and your Jeremy Kyle fact. That's, uh, that <laughs> yes, says a lot I, about I us. I think that's right. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Say, uh, Charlie has just arrived with coffee, and I know she's wearing a hat, so it's a weird amalgam. Yeah. Um, in that it's woolen, but the actual bobble on it is fur. Is it fake fur? Um, yes. It's real fur? Yes, it's fake fur. Okay. No, is it's it? fake. No, it's, it's definitely it's fake. I've just felt it. It's definitely fake. And okay. it's lovely. Okay, thank God for that. Yeah. I I was going to have to cut your bobble off. <laughs> <laughs> cut your bobble off, of course, is my Russian butler. <laughs> Um, he sounds good. I haven't cut your bobs off yet. He's, uh, he is. He's very. Uh, he talks about the old days quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that, uh, all those cornfields and ballet in the evenings. Um, guess anyway. what? Cockrell's finished his. Um, finished oh. doing his acting, Frank. Yeah, I believe acting. he came You're in. Like he had his scarf. Like his mum has been doing his acting. <laughs> he said, um, "We've wrapped." I had my golden wrap. That's what they call it. Why do they call it golden? What is it golden? It's just like your fit- Sounds last- quite fattening. Yeah. yeah. I'm already worried for one. my thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> it's all gone a bit wonky. What is a golden wrap? Uh, I think it's your last day on the on the set. Like you. That wasn't what like, I had in the nineties. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a Paul Flowers thing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like they say, oh, and that's the golden wrap for Alan. So everybody kind of went like that and gave me a little cheer, and then somebody from props. Uh, Is that what they do? Fired, um, little party poppers and stuff. Oh, lovely. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. It was Almost like you that someone had thought you were never ever coming back <laughs> to this production. Yeah, I wonder if the second yeah. series I've, I've mysteriously moved away from the area. Regular um, listeners will know that the cockerel gave um, the team a bit of a lecture. Did I about? Um, being a professional comedian and knowing what's funny. Did I? Yeah. Oh, that team. All yeah. Right. I thought you meant this not, team. Not this team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You could try. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... But um, I, d- I must we admit... Did, was, there a te- was there a tear in your eye, be honest? Was there? I, yeah, but there was also... I, I, maybe I've got a paranoia, but there were two things that have made me slightly paranoid about it. Uh, the producer and the director both wrote a nice card and uh, and both of them said, uh, hope you enjoyed it, as if to say, you could have let your face know it. Um, uh, with you underlined. You, oh, yeah. No, they didn't underline and it. And then that <laughs> makes... <Okay. laughs> but they both put, I hope you enjoyed it, as if I hadn't revealed that I'd enjoyed it no, during you, the You're process. not a big one at um, revealing I, your well, enjoyment. Well, crucially, they didn't say we enjoyed it either. Well, I've got... Uh, no, I think no. they did. They said we enjoyed working with you, but they said, oh, I hope nice. you enjoyed it too, as oh. if... Uh, but I've got that dour face thing yeah, going on. Yeah, And dour. over and above that, I did film the whole thing behind a liberation wrapper. I was eating... <laughs> yeah, I was eating was, burgers constantly. I remember when you first told me that, I wanted if that was a good idea, but I didn't want to. I thought it's not going to cost me further work. Did um, you do lots of hugging then? Well, yes. There was a point where uh, it, you know that thing where you're sort of shaking hands with people that you've worked with for a while, yeah. and then somebody throws their arms open for a hug. That's and always from me. that moment on. It all has to be hugs, doesn't it? Because you can't yeah. then go back to yeah. oh, and a handshake. For you. So I was then trapped in this. Like I'm going to have to hug everyone. 
that's now in front, but the people behind, some of them I like better than the people I'm about to hug, and oh. I only handshook with them. And when they look back, they'll oh. think, yeah. I've only got a handshake. Yeah, so you know I what? felt a bit paranoid about it. And I know that I must have hugged somebody who's a bit body conscious and doesn't like being hugged. You yeah. know, one of those people like, ah, oh, don't hug me. But I had yeah. to then, I was locked in. Yeah. You have to, don't you? You can't undo... Well, I don't know when... Like when Frank worked with Lauren Harris. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you know? We were in a hug for, what, 40 minutes? <laughs> um, Is that true? <laughs> yeah. It was all right. I could feel every uh, individual um, disc on his spine. I sort of worked my way down. Emily's gone. She's... Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. He uh, was wearing evening wear. He likes evening wear. He was, he was a ba- backless um, dress, and uh, yeah, one of those some bras with a clasp at the front, which took me about twenty minutes to. But the rumours about anyway. you two are completely unfounded. We should no, say. he's. You know, people say, oh, but you know, you wait till you meet him in the flesh. Her, her in the flesh, and you. Uh, mm. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about um, the Cockerell's emotional farewell. Well, actually, we were talking about how people can't tell if I'm enjoying something <laughs> or not, more accurately. And I remember when I was at drama school... Pity the, your uh, poor wife. The, uh, <laughs> the head of acting told me that... My natural insouciance may cost me some work because people think That's I'm not such a head of acting thing to say, isn't it? Is he yeah. ever right? Yeah, well, yeah, he's so right, he's still working in a college. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. Blimey! <laughs> it's like working with Ben Davis. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's really changed since he's done this sitcom. Yeah, but I find when I say goodbye to people, I don't know what your style is, Frank. You're quite showbiz, aren't you? You're quite Mr. Saturday Night. Well, I have to say, when I finished Room 101, it was a how bit... Did you, how was, was that? Well, I'm your, off then. Your habit is to reject their <laughs> gift, isn't it? That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's did you say, well, I'm off then with you. your rucksack? I said, right, I'm off. And they said, oh, OK. I said, right, um, all the best. <laughs> and I went. End of my five-year no relationship. There was no hogs. No handshakes, nothing. Do you know what I say? I've got a little trickster. And, and you might want to bear this in mind for your future work. When I did, for example, I did that thing with Russell Kane in Edinburgh this summer, saying goodbye to everyone, I do a little thing, I make them all feel special. Mm-hmm. So I hug them all, and I do a bit of a Dorothy. I say, oh, I miss you most of all, Scarecrow. Oh, I say, I miss you most of all. But then, then, no, then they hear you've said it to everyone. <laughs> oh. I said it to Russell, and I said it to the camera one. Oh, like when Bruce Forsyth says, you're my favourite. Yeah, that's exactly that. what it's like, it. yeah. I did take in chocolates. I wasn't a monster about it. I, <laughs> did I took, you? Yeah, I took in big boxes of chocolates and said, these are for you guys. I kissed the runner, I think, when I left 101. Yeah, but that was Lauren Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, kissed, your I think I kissed the runner when I left the bobsleigh team. <laughs> 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 no, I kissed, I think I, yes, I kissed the runner. <laughs> I kissed the runner and I liked it. <laughs> of course, what I'm worried about with uh, the cockerel, as mm. I've said many times, is now that he's returned, oh, yeah. having, having had that taste of glory. Yeah. How are you going to keep him down How are you going to keep him away from Broadway jazz and around? That's the problem, isn't it? This must seem pretty yeah. dull. Yeah, is it? Don't put yourselves down. Let's just work through <laughs> it. I mean, you know, all that stuff about them dressing up on Fridays. Oh, yeah, they got yeah. dressed up oh, on they Fridays. Didn't. That was lovely. Oh, yeah. Lofty. Really, really playful. They had well, daft, <laughs> daft days. You know what, what happens on tour stays on tour. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know what? Don't take this the wrong way, but oh, yeah. uh, do. No, I hate it. <laughs> When I remember a boyfriend, an ex-boyfriend I was going out with, and he said, do you want to come to the rap party? And I said, no. And he said, why? I said, I'm not being rude, but it is going to be... Oh, do you remember when the makeup artist tripped over the cable? It was hilarious. That's what I don't yeah. like. I don't like on-set tales. Yeah, see, a lot of it is me taking the producer to one side <laughs> and say, saying, who is that I'm talking to? <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, I want to this burglary. Did you um, hear about this woman? She's the most polite victim of crime that ever lived. She, uh, the bur- burglars came in, they robbed her home, and she wrote a, a thank you letter to them. Did you see it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it politeness, though? Oh, I think it I was. was. Sarcasm. Yeah, I thought it was a bit sarky. Bit sarky. Well, I, well, there you see, we've got a different spin on it because I just thought she was very nice and well brought up. What she said was next I think time. That's part of an upbringing. But you write a thank you letter to anybody that burgles. We you. thank you. We thank everyone. Really? Yeah. Um, she said, um, "There's no need to come in again unless you'd like to take my collection of VHS videos and cassettes." That's oh. sarcasm. Like, no, but I like yeah. the fact that she called them VHS videos and cassettes. <laughs> yes, well, come I've on. Got to point out, even the charity shops don't take them anymore. Someone told me that they tried to drop them off, and the charity shops went, oh, "We don't want them. We can't get rid of them." Yeah, is that right? You have to just put them in a bin. I believe. Really? Or recycling or something. That seems... No one will have them. There must be some sort of use that they could be mm. put mm. to. You could stick them on the wall for sound. What about if one, if, one, um, if one brought back... Do you remember those sort of... Uh, th- those ribboned doors that used to be in uh, oh, chip yeah. shops? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and them. certain houses you'd get them going through to the larder. Yeah, could you mm. not cut the tapes into ribbon doors <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for... For your interior doors, and then yeah. give when I say your door interior doors, I went in your house, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. You could then give them to some everybody in the street, and you'd still have tapes left because there's loads of tape inside of video, isn't there? Oh yeah, quite there a is. Lot. <laughs> you could get quite a lot out of like no, three I videos, agree. I should think. I agree. She was in London. She was going to watch Strictly Come Dancing live. Oh yeah. Oh, and she lives in Northampton, doesn't she? Does. she? Oh, the clown. Yes, I'm thinking that Northampton is to comedy nowadays, what <laughs> Liverpool used to be to pop music. Because you've got this woman and a, and a Sarky uh, letter. Yeah. I still think it's Sarky. Yeah, and Because uh, I was on the one show recently and they had a, an article about burglary. And I, when it came back, I said, I think you can just gun them down now, can't you? There was, seemed to be some anxiety. <laughs> you didn't anxiety. say that. Yes. You didn't say that on the one show. <laughs> well, I what said is it, wrong with you? It was a slight exaggeration, but I'm sure that Kenneth Clark said that you're, you're allowed to defend your own property. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I find that that's more... It seems, it seems extreme, but it's more effective than satire. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> But anyway, the Northampton clown, yeah, and now this this woman with her wacky letters. Mm. I also I read uh, I read a nice quote from. I think he's been identified. The clown. Mm. He never asked oh. me out. Um, I was embarrassing. No, I, a, I asked. I well, gave him an open student, offer. He's a student, I think, so he might be. Oh, dare I say it? Oh. A bit young. Too old for you. Nope. Uh, okay. You can say it, but you'd be incorrect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a nice quote from the uh, the Northampton clown. He was tracked down by local press or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he denied it and then he uh, he fessed up and they asked him um he said people seem to uh, enjoy it but it gets a bit hard sometimes with the death threats <laughs> no now that's uh <laughs> i mean i can see why that that would be a downer yeah but uh, why why who are the people mm-hmm. that make death threats to the northampton <laughs> cloud yeah 
Why? Weirdos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weirdos. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad about Sadders. that. Oh, Frank, you know, you were talking about uh, teeth, people, women being a little bit, you know, demure about their teeth mm. in their mouths in Japan. Carol says, in Japanese culture, it's considered rude and unnatural for women to open their mouths wide in public places. Is that right? So there's actually nothing to do with the, the quality of their teeth. Okay, well, I've, um, I, what I've done is I've imposed <laughs> my own observations... And I hope I haven't in any way denigrated the people of Japan, who I love very much. Mm. What about that? The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I've got an email here. Uh, I don't know if you're interested in it. Uh, sashay <laughs> sashay into email corner. Do you want um, the jingle, or shall we just... It's your thing. Haven't we done it already this morning? We have, yeah. Okay. Email corner, doo 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 Sort of Sinatra-esque, my swing. You know when your career's going a bit low, you do a swing album? Oh. Yeah. I, the, hair weaves, the hair weave's I've, taken well, Robbie Williams. I've written, well, lots of people. I think Westlife did one as well, didn't they? Yeah. Did they? Robbie Williams. Sounded quite like Harry Connick Jr. I thought maybe you'd interview Well, I think he's, week his career has been one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear Frank Lecoq and Miss Emily... Uh, you were talking about embarrassing clothes in the last podcast, and it reminded me of a traumatic uh, period of my youth. When I was about eight, my mum, for some unexplained reason, decided to make my PE, my white PE shorts to make my white PE shorts out of toweling instead Aww. of buying a normal pair. Clever. Imagine my shame of having to do PE in what my classmates quite justifiably referred to as a nappy. Aww. When I complained, she just said, "Oh, don't be so blimmin' silly! It's toweling." as if that somehow made things all right. She refused to change them, and after months of ridicule, I think I just lost them on purpose. All the best from Santander, Colombia. Colombia. Justin but, Kirkham. But that's... Um, it's actually quite practical. It's really brilliant. To be honest, I'd wear those over the summer. When you say got... practical... It... Well, you're sort of drying yourself off <laughs> as you exercise. Yeah. It's the sort of opposite of self-basting. Yeah. I don't know why we don't wear more toweling things now no, no, they come to mention it. I think oh. it keeps the dampness in, though, doesn't it? Does it? Well, why, when you see Andy Murray with a towel round his neck, at, um, yeah. you know, he's taking the dampness out, isn't he? Yeah, but then he's not keeping the towel on his neck while he plays the next game of tennis, is he? He's just... Also, well, Justin... Turn him inside off. out at half-time. <laughs> Be grateful right. for small mercies. You got to wear white PE shorts. We had to wear brown pants. Did you? Really? In my school, brown nylon pants. Mm. I was of an age where the girls wore navy blue pants for PE. Mm. Right. Um, but toweling, I could... Uh, I might actually get rid of all my clouds and just replace them with toweling garments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about if you just wore toweling? <laughs> all the time? Yeah, that was it. That was your thing. Even the <laughs> shoes, well, obviously not the soles, but the uppers. You look like Mr Soft. You could just wear those hotel slippers. They're oh, basically yeah, yeah. toweling. Um, I'd like it if everything had to be toweling. So if you wore like a proper suit, dinner jacket had to be toweling. But what is toweling? Tuxedo. Is it tiny loops? Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to look into the manufacturer before <laughs> I make any big decisions on this. Get yourself in the loop. Yeah. Could be the way forward, though. Toweling. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I suggest large bath towel plus clothes peg equals toweling cloak? That's from 163. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think we've all used the, the towel as a, as a cloak, haven't we, around the, around the 
bathroom. Well, I use it yeah. as a turban often. Oh, I think that looks oh, great. Yeah. On do you like girls. that? Oh, yeah, I yeah. love the toweling. Oh, come t- over. See, you see, toweling, we do use it. Yeah. I, I come to think of it, I use it as a, as a sarong mm-hmm. around the house. And does anybody ever say sarong trousers, grommet? <laughs> Um, does anyone ever say that? Let me check my journal. <laughs> no. I doubt you need to. No, yeah, it's all right. You're, in, you're OK. <laughs> I, I was like, when I was... I think it's better to have bad things to wear at school than very good things. There was the school fat boy at our school. Um, he, he had a pair That's of... That's just his, his name, is it? No, but in those days... Um, you only had, like, really two fat kids in a school. It was The allocation oh. was much stricter. It was like schoolboys in a news agent, you know, that kind yeah, of theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is before the obesity thing. So they, they, were, they became uh, celebrities in their own right. <laughs> and he used to... He had a pair of Adidas uh, Santiago's, which were, like, oh, tight wow. end. Yes, he was awful at football, as you can imagine. And he got a lot of stick for having, you know, really good boots and being rubbish. Really? So um, it's better over, to have the towel, better to have the towel in shorts and to have the tools and not the uh, ability to use. And that's my advice. Oh, you're right, Frank. For any kids who are listening out there. It's a sage lesson here on Absolute Radio. Thank you. Well, he had the posh trainers, the overindulgent parents. Yeah. Um, have we got time for an email, Frank? Yeah. Frank, on the subject of food constructions, which we were talking about last week with your curry, weren't we, Frank? You used to have every all the oh, time. Oh, yes, I always put... Um, I, I did the uh, Vesta rice curry. <laughs> Serving uh, suggestion. Yeah, so it's rice in a circle, sauce in the middle. That's how mm-hmm. I do it. So on the subject of food constructions, when my children were younger and I was serving sausage and mash, I would build an island of mash in the middle of the plate, hollow out the centre and fill it with gravy representing a volcano full of lava. I like it. Beans encircled the volcano represent hot lumps of lava which had erupted for the volcano and were cooling in the sea. Sausages sliced in half lengthways made good boats or uncut as whales or submarines. Wow. Florets of broccoli were fashioned into small forests on the slopes of the volcano. Mm-hmm. Eating mash from the top of the volcano causes the gravy lava to breach the crater and flow down towards the sea, often taking some broccoli trees with it. That's from John. <laughs> It's fantastic, and what you could have serves it up. It's cold, but on the lower slopes, you could have some discarded baby giraffe legs where they'd been ripped off in the in the torrent. Salt salt and pepper, flotsam and jetsam. Love it. Why you laugh at? I'll tell you what. We'll talk about this next week. What about that for a cliffhanger? And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again at this time next week. Thank you for listening. Can I say? Enjoy the show tonight. It's 7.50 on uh, BBC One and at cinemas and stuff. And it's, it's going to be... My stomach is, is going all tingly just thinking about it. Oh, goodness. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.